Hello and welcome to this episode of the Soul Love Online Podcast. We are your hosts, Bria. And my name's Aaron. And this episode is part of our interview series. Each person you'll hear is someone we consider a leader in their chosen field. Someone who is embodying their soul's truth and mission. We trust that what they have to share with you will inspire and serve your own awakening journey. And we encourage you to check out the show notes and follow up their offerings and give all of our guests so much love for their time, wisdom and generous spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Soul Love Online <laughs> Podcast with Greer and Aaron. And today we have the wonderful Kim Semedis. Did I pronounce that right? Semedis, but Semedis, it's okay. Right. This is the Australian accent. <laughs> mm. And uh, I came across Kim's writing about a month ago and what she was writing about really uh, just really resonated with where I was at and uh, it was around the ascension process and what was happening in the physical body and the DNA and the crystalline DNA. And I uh, just really felt that Kim was embodied, knew what she was talking about and we connected. And here we are. So really excited to have you on today, Kim. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, brilliant. Um, so uh, first of all, I was really wanting to get your perspective on and truth on the ascension process, because I know there's people out there that may be on their spiritual path, may have a connection with spirit or their heart, but they're not necessarily aware of the current time space dimension we're in in this opportunity of ascension so we'd just really love to start the conversation with your perspective around that and how you came to this awareness absolutely um learning about ascension changed my life because i i was started this journey you know, like i said over 20 years ago and yes, connecting with my guides and, you know, meditating and spiritual um, classes for years. And I was in a, um, a minister in a spiritual church for many years um, and giving messages, doing healing work. And um, we knew we had, I was with that spiritual family for 15 years. And um, funny thing is that I decided to resign in December 2012, <laughs> which is when Ascension really kicked off. It, it started um, before then, but, and I know in 2011, my awareness um, got really sharp. And I was shown a lot of things about the church that I didn't see before. And I knew that I was not going to stay, but my guides told me that I needed to stay. So I listened and I stayed for another year uh, so that I could, I would not have any regrets about leaving the church. Um, so the day that they told me that I could resign, I was so excited because I was like, yes, I know I don't belong here anymore, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I still didn't know much about Ascension at that point. And that still took me a few more years because 
I wasn't one to go online. I don't like um, computers, technology. You know, I may have had a smartphone, but I didn't really use it much. And then um, I, I woke up one day and I had severe back pain. And it just came out of nowhere. And it was my, my lower back, my hip, and my leg. And um, so luckily enough, scrolling through, through Facebook, I started discovering how Ascension really works and how much it affects our physical vessel. And of course, you know, I knew that it was root chakra stuff and all that, but I didn't, I didn't know like that our deepest rooted programs are in our bones. And, you know, that's where it was presenting for me in my bones and my muscles. And I couldn't believe it. I would, I would be, you know, like yelling at my guides. What is this? Why is this not going away? You know, I was going to a chiropractor and, you know, getting acupuncture and it, it helped, but it didn't, it was pretty debilitating and it lasted almost three years. But it made it easier for me to understand when I truly understand the dynamics of ascension and how it affects our physical body. And our physical body is going through such a deep transformation, a metamorphosis that it was not built for, uh, going from a carbon-based body to a light body. And it does cause a lot of discomfort and pain. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, you know, you don't just go from asleep to, oh, I'm in bliss. You know, there's a lot of work in between. And um, so I feel when I'm led to, it's important for me to share about what it, what it does to our physical vessel and how it works because I knew how much that helped me to discover that. So, um, and funny enough, I have not had any back pain since I left home about a year ago, even though it was getting much better. So it lasted almost three years, about three years. Um, but I learned and, you know, my higher self would tell, give me things to assist it to feel better, but you have to go through it. Like there's no easy way around it. And once you surrender and accept it, like once I really understood what was going on, it made it easier to to accept and go through because before that it was just like oh my gosh <laughs> the pain was unbearable mm -hmm. and i wouldn't i never had physical pain like that before and um so 
learning about all these ways that we're affected um, with the light codes, you know, when our when our DNA, when our code codon turns on, you know, it's time. And like, so that someone that's not, and, and it's not like that we're above anyone else. It's, it's not that at all. It's just when you're ready, that's when you wake up, when your codes turn on. <clears throat> And um, funny thing is that um, before I started my spiritual classes, I used to go to Arkansas uh, twice a year and dig up crystals. Mm. And I know that that activated me to begin my spiritual journey, uh, you know, 20 some years ago, because the crystals activated me. And when I say that I, I brought home a lots of crystal, crystals over many years, um, I had buckets and buckets and buckets of them. And when I was getting ready to come here, I started giving them away. Because even though I loved and cherished each one of them, I realized I needed to start sharing them. So I started doing these live streams of Operation Crystalline Grids, and I would leave crystal grids anonymously places like um, at parks, ball fields, awesome. ice cream parlor. <laughs> That's cool. What? That's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, so I, I started this. <laughs> it's really, it was so fun because it was anonymous. So I would just pop on and show the grid, um, you know, talk for maybe five minutes or whatever, and then just leave them there for whoever was meant to find them. Wow. And it was so heart opening to do that. And even last year, um, I, do you guys do Halloween over there? Uh, not as much as you guys, but it's yeah. becoming more popular over the last few years for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So trick-or-treating is big in the U.S. Yeah. And where the kids come to the door and you give them candy. Mm. Well, I was staying with someone last year and um, I said, well, I'm going to give out crystals. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and even though she was a client of mine, um, she was like, they're not going to want your crystals. They're going to want candy. And I'm like, no. They're going to want some crystals. And those kids were like so thrilled to get crystals yeah. as opposed to the candy because everyone gives them candy. Mm. And, and they all knew, oh, they're not going to know what they are. Oh, yes, they did. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, yeah, I'm nonlinear, so I, I'm sure I got sidetracked somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that's fine. Um, and I love that idea. Imagine if each year more and more people gave out crystals rather than lollies. That's like bringing the 5G in right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, I've got a question, Kim, that kind of flows on from your question, Aaron. And it's because I, I, I'm one of those people who, you know, I've been, I've been on my spiritual path about 10 years or so prior to meeting Aaron. And so I'd 
had you know deep experiences of, of or profound experiences of oneness and and connection with the divine and all those mystical experiences but i hadn't actually heard of ascension per se and um up until fairly recently and even prior to this interview i said to Aaron, it's still the kind of concept ascension because it's still for me um I can still, it's a little bit like the masculine and feminine principles. When I was first introduced to them, I couldn't help but kind of get a little bit analytical about it. And I'm, I feel like my kind of zone of genius is much more in embodying compassion and patience and that kind of living through the heart, which I know Ascension is, of course, a part of. But my question is, like, if I hadn't met Aaron, I'm not sure that I would have heard about it. I mean, perhaps I was because I guess I was reading and that's why we came into yeah. each other's field. But how important is it? I know you said in terms of the physical aspect, having that understanding of what was going on supported you. I know for me, I was, I was, was really itchy earlier in the year for months, just like a scratchy, itchy. And so understanding that's, you know, part of the upgrades and um, that supported me. But how important is it to bring in that kind of intellectual understanding and how might someone like myself who kind of I want to have a, a better understanding, but I want it to feel really embodied rather than trying to feel like I'm trying to learn about different topics. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, I, I think I made a video a couple of weeks ago about let's just keep it simple. You don't need to understand the hard concepts, the complex, you know, some of them, some people, um, you know, have these really intricate graphs and, you know, all this really deep stuff. And, you know, in my opinion, it's not necessary and you don't even need to, uh, you're ascending, you know, if you are not drawn to look up stuff, reach, research things, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. because you're, you're coming from your heart, you're coming from your compassion. It, it just doesn't matter. I think sometimes it's brought to us in such a complex way and it doesn't need, doesn't need to be that way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even like the galactics, you know, and all the different galactic star systems, um, it just, it just seems so complex and it doesn't need to be because I went the angel route, the guides route, you know, connected with Jesus within the first two weeks of meditating. And like you said, all these beautiful, loving experiences, heart expanding. And, um, so I wasn't really connected as like, a star seed mm -hmm. and a few years ago um, I had during a full moon I got woken up and I had to go to the window and like commune with the moon and I was there for like in a good hour or two and I connected with the Galactic Council of Light mm -hmm. and when I got up in the morning and I went up I went outside and all of a sudden there was all these beings up here and it was the whole council. It wasn't, um, there was no separation, you know, 
between the Palladians and I, I can't even think of any of them because in my mind, it doesn't matter. They all came together and truly when you're connecting with, you know, the higher realms, the higher beings, they don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't care about their name. You know, sometimes they may use it so that you know what, what energy is there. But, you know, I feel like you don't really need to know. You'll need to know what you need to know when you need to know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah so true. <laughs> so true. It, it gets, it get just gets way too complicated and it, it's just really so simple. And it's just realizing that we're not loving beings. We are love. Mm. We are love. We radiate love out, you know, as, and today, I don't know if you can feel it, but the heart, higher heart chakra activations are off the charts. I mean, you guys were sleeping. I've been up all day, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's just so heart expanding. Uh, the electromagnetics running through our body today is just crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. Like your, sorry, you guys. Your cells are just zooming around and you can feel them. And that that's the light. Yeah. That's interesting because I said to Aaron, like I had about a good hour or so during the night that Bob was just like, I felt like a bag of popcorn was being cooked inside my tummy. And just like, because it's like, it was quite unusual for him. Normally he's more of a rumbler just before I go to sleep and before I wake up. It was just like, I didn't mind. It was lovely, but I was just like, oh, he's having a party. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what's going on. Yeah, that resonates. And, you know, that's why I feel like, when I've lied to, I share stuff like that because otherwise people, you know, they may think they're having a heart attack because it gets really strong, mm. you know? And I mean, I don't suggest anyone not go to the doctor if they feel like they need to, but I just want to share if someone thinks they're going crazy, you know, if they don't know what's going on. So, um, like I did share today, my gosh, the ego, the last couple of days uh, for me has been really yelling and screaming, uh, you know, inadequacies, like about this interview. I have another one next week and, oh my God, what are you going to talk about? Nobody's going to want to listen to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, even like when I was writing my book, I was hearing that. Who's going to read this? Nobody wants to read this, you know? Mm. And so I shared it today and so many people resonated with it. So it's like, it's so strange, but interesting how we all are going through similar things, but, but not always, mm -hmm. you know, you know, like you might resonate with this, thing that I'm sharing, but not that one. Like we all, we all do things individually, but sometimes it's collective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you may have read the article about the uh, collective template wipe, which was August, which was like 
super intense and a complete template wipe is just feels like such a void space. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, ever since then, I don't really want to talk. Mm -hmm. I don't want to write. I don't want to talk. <laughs> you? Yeah, in August, I was like, I think it was the quietest I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I just, maybe in august yeah i could <laughs> just come kind of out of that sit there just and i i didn't yeah i was just i just kind of really wanted but also i was going through a lot of physical symptoms and mm. i was unwell and we had gastro and things but yeah i was just like it was this new uh, deep sense of i mean i associate with coming deep into my feminine also and just really just being and loving the quiet and not wanting to watch anything or have any kind of input and i connected strongly with kuan yin in that month and just going deep into um my own receptivity yeah yeah so that's yeah resonate with that also and not yeah. having any and ideas and we should also brought up doubt of like oh i don't even know what i'm here to teach now all of a sudden because i'm not like getting any ideas because my mind is just like oh <laughs> that's a complete template wipe though yeah. you yeah. have no creative ideas yeah you, you don't feel like communicating or talking uh you're super tired um which i'm sure you are anyway because of the pregnancy but um i'm the one that gets the fatigue like i can just all of a sudden be hit like a big, big brick wall i just yeah. like oh i've got a nap and it, it can be really tricky sometimes because there's an aspect of me that, you know, trusts the process, understands my physical vessel is getting activated and upgraded. But there's also a part of my aspect, my like warrior aspect. that's like, no, you need to keep doing, you need to keep moving forward. And so that's a, sometimes a real dichotomy in my psyche of like this little inner battle and mm. just got to put the warrior to bed sometimes. Well, I have that too. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's also our ego. That's our programming. Yeah. And, you know, we want, we want to serve. There's a lot we want to do. Um, 5D doesn't look anything like what you think it's going to. Because I knew when I was driving away that I was driving into 5D. Mm-hmm. And I, and I got, I was seeing two sons as I'm driving down the highway. And I mean, I knew I was in 5D and I've spent more time in bed since I've got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you have to rest, you yeah. have to sleep. It's so yeah. funny. Greer and I have this joke when we're like, just like lying on the couch, lying on the bed. It's like, Clearly, we're ascending. Yeah, right? exactly. Look at us. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you feel like you're a slug, and then yeah. you know you got that uh, programming telling you you're being lazy, and then it's just like, nope. 5D does not look anything like you think yeah. it's going yeah. to. Most of our work is done in our sleep state. Mm. Mm. And that's when we integrate the codes, get the upgrades. So if you don't rest and you don't get the sleep, you know, you're just, you're kind of fighting what you need to surrender to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw on your website, Kim, that you do work with dreams and a dream worker. Do you have any particular um, processes or, I mean, I'm sure you do, but is there anything that you'd like to share about that? 
Um, the only thing I can uh, share about that is I just, I don't, I don't really, I don't remember a lot of my dreams, but I do, uh, we work so much in our dream state. Mm. I have people tell me that I was working with them in their sleep, you know, and that's why we get, we, when we wake up, we're tired because we've been working all night while we were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I wake up, I'm like, oh, I need to sleep from my sleep. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, like tail's yeah. wagging, hi. And Greer's ready to go. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's so important because what we're doing is we're, we're building a hologram. Mm -hmm. And your bed is your, your pod, like your light ship. So when you get in there, you're plugging into your light ship. Yeah and things will come easier um take for instance this place that i'm renting now i had just published my book like a couple of days before i didn't have much income or basically none at all and this is 5d and walking in a lucid dream is that the owner didn't even care. I said, um, I don't have an income right now. I just finished writing a book. And she said, Oh, that's okay. I trust you. Mm. She didn't even care to see my financials or anything. Mm. And, you know, that's just how 5D works. Mm. And um, I do want to add that, like, A couple of weeks ago, we were really clearing some deep, deep, dark energies. Um, and I don't, I don't believe, I believe we vibrate out of, um, you know, like dark entities, psychic attacks. Like once you, you hit a certain vibration, you're not affected by those things anymore. Yeah. So it was so bizarre when I woke up and I was like, oh my God, what was that? I felt like I had been psychically attacked, but I knew that that, that wasn't, that wasn't right. That's not what it was. So then I made a post about it and so many people resonated with that post. And then I realized, oh my gosh. I was clearing like Lucifer energy or something because we have to clear all our, you know, we're clearing so much all of our lifetimes, not just this one. So we have to, we, it clears in, a, in its sleep on its own. You know, we don't have to really intend to do it, but I, I just knew it wasn't a psychic attack. Mm -hmm. Because I used to do entity removal, distant, and um, I was never afraid of so-called dark energies because I knew that I could take care of them. Yeah. And so it was like, it never scared me. So it was kind of unsettling when I woke up and I was like, Oh my gosh, what the heck was that? So we have so much to clear. And 
our resistance is low when we're sleeping. We have no resistance. Mm. So that's why it's easier to clear a lot of that in our sleep. Stuff we're, we're not even aware of that we have. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, the last week I was having quite violent dreams, mm. like shooting people that's, and stuff like that. I was woke up, I was like, what was that about? That was it. Yeah. See, we were, it was a collective clearing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I said to you the other day, I said, oh, because you'd shared those things. And, you know, they were kind of more entertaining when you were talking about them. Yeah. They were pretty funny because they're so graphic. Yeah, they were. And, yeah. Then I had a dream. I was like, I had someone's head. I was like, totally bludgeoning. <laughs> but I didn't wake up. I know my assessment of dreams, I do quite a lot of dream work, is that whether I'm, what I know sometimes I can be doing quite deep subconscious processing. I can feel the karmic clearing, all, all of that happen. And sometimes I'm consciously dreaming through it. And, you know, at times I've been waking myself up. But then there's other times it's just like, what was that dream? But I'm not, I'm not actually emotionally scarred by it. It's not, and that's what it was with that, with the violent um, dreams. I didn't feel it. Whereas there are times where there's like a deep emotional healing. The next time I got, oh, that was, I I really feel that in my cells. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's nice when they just go smoothly and (laughs) it doesn't, it's like most of them are not disturbing for me either. Yeah. You know? And it's always in uh, like a lucid, a lucid dream, you know, where you remember that. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was definitely a collective. Mm. It's weird how we clear on the collective, you know. And so that's why I, when I'm led to share, I will share because I want people to know, you know, that they're not alone. And Mm. we're going through a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Kim, I've seen you mention a few times in your articles about DNA and the role DNA plays, you know, in this ascension process. So I'd love just to get a bit more information and understanding about that. Well, I find it fascinating and interesting that, um, you know, what science always called our junk DNA is not really junk DNA at all. It it was reserved for here and now and for ascension. And, you know, all these upgrades that we get affect our DNA. And it's it, it's just such an amazing transformation for our DNA to be changing. And I believe even though I don't post these things, but I've seen them that, you know, science is confirming that the DNA is actually changing. And it's just an amazing metamorphosis that we're going through. And, um, you know, we're, we're going crystalline. I don't know if you guys notice it, but if you go out in the sun, charge your body in the sun, And then you'll see the crystals in your skin and you you glisten in the sun. And I started seeing that a couple of years ago and it's just the most amazing thing to, uh, to know we actually are going crystalline and, you know, again, 
I have read articles where science is well aware that we have crystals in our, in our skull, in our brain, and they're everywhere within us. And Ascension is activating the crystals that we already hold within. Mm. And like, it may have been your crystals activating when you were all itchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my hands and feet have been peeling when my crystals, especially since I've gotten down here, but it was on and off. Um, my hands and feet get these like little blister looking things. <clears throat> and then they turn into little red dots and then they peel. Mm-hmm. And that's the crystals. That's what? He's got them on a bum. <laughs> oh, see? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I was diagnosed like molluscan contagion, which is this um, like a mollusk type thing that um, kids normally get. It's super, super rare in adults. Like, it's so weird. And like, my, my skin's been quite dry too. And like, oh, it's just old crystals. Yeah. <laughs> Such a better refresh. Yeah. It is. And I, you know, I, I make my own essential oil products. So I started doing that like, uh, four or five years ago. And, um, so I use that on my skin and especially, you know, where you get the, the bumps and stuff in it. So slather up with coconut oil, you know, add some essential oils. We recently heard that the, or Aaron found that the navels are really powerful portals to use oils as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And the magic of thyme oil as well. It's a really powerful oil. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was making these oils. That's when I went quantum. Like when you go quantum, you'll know it because you can rock it out for 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Like I just woke up one day and was making, I was like, you're gonna make these oil, essential oil products, mm-hmm. like a whole bunch. And I was just rocking it out, boom, boom, boom. You know, all these ideas, like a mad scientist. Uh, I was writing, you know, I had notes everywhere. I, I felt like, you know, I don't even know, Thomas Edison or, you yeah. know, some crazy person. And, uh, but my, my favorite one was like one day, I don't channel like I did. It's weird because, you know, you embody those aspects of you. But at that time it was um, Mother Mary who was, you know, I was very close to ever since I started, you know, spiritually awakening. Uh, she woke me up one day and said, you're going to make my oil today. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was the most exquisite oil. And honestly, that's the oil that I use all the time now. Mm-hmm. It was, it was beautiful on the first try smells fantastic and it is a healing oil so that's why i use it on you know all these crystal things i got going on and everything 
And um, yeah, so I think our, our skin definitely gets drier and it helps with, uh, with all these activations because we're being bombarded like pretty much all day, every day. Um, oh, and I, I want to add that like that quantum phase, um, I wish I had that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know that it's, yeah. it's so weird how you evolve to now. Now I can only maybe do a couple, two, two or four linear hours of work a day. Mm. And the rest of it is like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brilliant. I totally get that. And we've had some of that experience, like, you know, we've got our new business and there's things to be done. And a lot of our um, marketing and everything is like very inspiration based. And yeah. when we're like, Ugh. It's pretty hard to be creative at times, but um, yeah. you know, trusting the process and mm. where it's all leading, there's a higher purpose for it all. And um, I've heard you mention earlier in the conversation about the light body and you know, activating this crystalline DNA. And I was wondering if you've got any hunches or insights as to you know, where is this leading? What are we actually going to evolve into? What are the implications for this process? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't really have an answer for that. Um, ascension is, we can't ascend if we're, uh, you know, still a carbon-based body. You know, that's why we're evolving into this light body. Um, I don't have all the answers. I, I don't know where we're going. All I know is that we can't fly higher unless we, you know, evolve into the light body. Mm -hmm. So there's really no easy answer there. I'll never say I know everything. Um, all I know is that it doesn't matter once you get to 5D and above, like the numbers don't matter. Cause I know sometimes I'm higher, um, but I've realized even when I'm releasing a lot of fear and stuff and I don't feel like I'm in 5D, I still am because once it's released, my heart is just back to being wide open and you know, you just, you feel it. You just know it's, it feels different. Yeah. And I, I think that I know, I, I think we both find that it comes a stage in, in our awareness and evolution that even when we do go into those lower density and the feeling and we're going through something, there's, there's a part of, I know for me, there's part of me that's anchored into that higher self, which helps, really kind of supports me. It's almost like a, a new, a higher self care, um, process of even so it allows me to go into what I need to go into to move through my humanity but still always kind of anchored into that divinity aspect um, which I know for me is really helpful mm. yeah absolutely I a, yeah I have a question Kim I noticed um oh, you have a book step into your power which we haven't read yet um 
but I was just reading a little bit about it and you share your, apparently in the book, your kind of your story of um, moving away from um, kind of self-sabotage and unhealthy patterns and almost like, I love that you use the term unlocking the shackles because I know for me, that's very much been a part of my journey. It was almost like whipping myself because I felt like I was the one who's keeping myself chained, which would just make me whip myself harder. True. Um, <laughs> and that ultimately, I think, you know, for me in terms of like coming to that deeper sense of wholeness and self-love, um, a big part of that journey for me was um, kind of releasing the codependence and the overgiving aspects of myself um, and coming to a much deeper sense of, of love so that I could still, because it's part of my nature to want to care and want to give and that sort of thing, but doing it from this place of fullness and wholeness and, and not uh, subconsciously doing it so that I would receive the love in the end or so that I would be enough or worthy or, or good. I'm interested in you um, sharing a little bit about that journey and also how my, my, my sense is that this, you know, section, um, process is very much you know as you said we're changing our dna we're we're moving away from the carbon body um so we're moving to those lighter realms but how but uh, uh seems a big part of it is actually uh really honoring our physical body whilst we're still physical and i'm interested in how much things like um diet nourishing movement and what by diet i mean you know, foods and just your self-care in terms of your physical self-care, how, how important that's been in your own ascension. Well, I'm going to admit that I'm not perfect. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I do drink a lot of clean water um, and drink, you know, make smoothies, um, and like a couple of years ago, I, my body just didn't want meat anymore. It just, I just couldn't do it. <clears throat> so it wasn't, it was like I evolved into it. It wasn't like on purpose. Yeah. So it's almost like your body tells you what it needs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once in a while I do eat meat, you know, uh, have a hamburger or something you know but um for the most part i stay away from from meat mm -hmm. and you know people will say well oh what does that mean you're vegan or vegetarian and i'm like i don't know what i am no i just don't eat meat you know i don't like to put things in boxes yeah yeah we call you ourselves know? flexitarians yeah, yeah. flexitarian pretty much plant-based but every you know if one of us were to feel the genuine call for something to yeah just honor that and honor our body whatever yeah yeah like and that. important that also thing to know is that like the light body it needs certain things at certain times so you're mm -hmm. going to get cravings mm -hmm. for like chocolate or sugar <laughs> we're into chocolate covered coffee beans at the moment <laughs> Oh, that sounds good. Very good, dark chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So don't feel guilty, and and sometimes, you know, you crave you're gonna crave salty snacks. You know, it just it changes, mm. and then sometimes you're famished, and other times 
you just don't want to eat at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like all over the place. Yeah. 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 It's so I just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I just kind of. Confirming. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, because I think it was like a couple of weeks, two, three weeks ago, a month, I don't remember, but my god i was eating like i was it was crazy how much i was eating and now i'm back to eating lighter again yeah 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 so it's crazy awesome but um i know you wrapped a bunch of questions into that it was a big question yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i i know you okay well that's i understand because we're non-linear so that means we bebop all over the place (laughs) um <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's a good way to describe it what non-linear yeah <laughs> yeah they used to call that attention deficit disorder but it's not <laughs> seem body feminine <laughs> yeah um what did you want to know about my book um That process of really stepping into your power. Okay. Yeah, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, masculine. <laughs> In a nutshell, here it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, like most people like us, we were born sensitive. So, you know, even as a small child, I was very aware of the dysfunction and it none of it made sense to me and i wasn't allowed to question anything because you know i was grew up in a home where you couldn't uh you know the elders were always right Mm -hmm. so i was always a natural born observer of energy not realizing that's what i was doing but um And also, so I call, I wrote an article and I actually put it in my book as well. It's called The Codependent Empath. So we're sensitive, um, even though I don't resonate with the word empath anymore because it's kind of a victim energy. Mm -hmm. Um, But a codependent empath loses themselves and who they are because we're so sensitive and we're always trying to please everyone. <laughs> yeah. So we lose who we are. We, we just really, we lose who we are because we're trying to be what everybody else wants us to be instead of being who we really are. And even, um, you know, as a child, most children are brought up as to be um, rewarded what their parents deem good behavior, and then they're punished for what their parents deem as bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And that also conditions us from pretty much the get-go to be what somebody else wants us to be. And, you know, I'm sure that you guys are not like that. And I certainly tried not to be like that as a parent. Um, but of course, you know, I made, I made my own mistakes, I'm sure. But, you know, we lose who we are 
you lose your power. It's a weird feeling because it's like, I knew I was powerful, but yet I wasn't powerful. Mm -hmm. So it took, pardon me? That, that for me, that became part of the self, some part of the frustration and this, and the, then more self-depreciation. Like, oh, it's like, why can't I be what I know I am? And yeah. not even that, like it's, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I, I totally have changed from being that people pleaser that didn't say what I wanted to say or what I needed to say because I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. And I just kind of got over that yeah. in a lot of different ways. But number one was I didn't love myself. I really didn't. And I learned how to love myself. And then I learned how to create and enforce healthy boundaries, which, you know, a lot of people, when they try to step into their power, they, they'll create a boundary when they get finally get up the courage to say it, but then they don't enforce it. Mm. You back down and you, you can't back down if this is, if this is, you know, I deserve respect, then people should respect me because I respect you, you know? So I started creating um, workshops. So I had like a whole list of these topics and I began to realize that this was a book and that these were all the tools that I used to apply to my life to, to change it really. And it, it does mean saying goodbye to a lot of people mm -hmm. and, you know, changing your whole life. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world because, you know, I love myself now mm -hmm. and um, I feel powerful but in a soft way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's, that's why like some years ago, my guides started telling me when I was actually writing those workshops, Divine Warrior Goddess, and it was divine because I, you know, I'm purity. I'm purity of pure of heart, pure love. And then warrior is, um, I'm a warrior to myself because I'm always calling myself out on my own crap. And that's really the only way you could change mm -hmm. is to be open and say, oh, wow. You know, really it's all about self-awareness and being true, you know, being honest with yourself about the way that you play games, about the way you might be a narcissist or um, a manipulator. You know, we all play little, little games like that that we don't even realize. So it's like the more that I saw things, the more w was revealed to me. And that's how it helped me to be like, okay, 
like in my family dynamics, um, something that I would have got really pissed off about and yelled at someone or maybe even played the silence game, which is manipulation of, you know, I'm, mm, I'm just going to ignore them or not talk to them. That's manipulation. That's not being respectful. You know, so I was calling myself out on my own stuff. So I just felt like it was, I was just so guided. I mean, my God, I never thought I'd write a book. That was never part of my plan. And now I know I'm going to write a lot more. But so it's it's not like a step-by-step of, I add parts of my life in there, but it's the tools that I used to make a big change and step into my power. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. And self-love. Yeah. And love myself, which I never did. Yeah. You know, y'all, I used to think that, you know, people that go around saying, oh, I love, you know, I love myself, you know, conceited, that's conceited to love yourself. But well, no, that's just a narcissist way to go about it. But, you know, we have to love ourselves. Why wouldn't we? Why shouldn't we? You know, I was always um, so critical of myself more than anyone else was critical of me. And that was my own inner narcissist. And I found that out because I wondered why I always attracted narcissists into my life and master manipulators. And I'm like, but I'm not a narcissist. And then I realized, oh, yes, you are. Mm. You're always beating yourself up. You're always not talking nice to yourself Mm -hmm. in your head, you know, which is our ego. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now I let things go that used to really bother me, you know, because I would be, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect. No, that's Mm -hmm. not right. You know, and no, we don't have to be perfect. Who needs to be perfect over there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, recovering perfectionist. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Kim. Um, sure. Yeah. I guess any final words for any ascending souls that may be watching or listening? There's no wrong way to do it. Mm. Yeah. Nice. There's you're not doing anything wrong. It's all going perfectly as planned the way that it should be. Mm. And keep it simple. Mm. We don't need to understand complex um, ideas. We don't, we don't need to do anything in particular because it's all going to happen organically. If you notice, and you just roll with it, mm. with the releases, it just comes. But just don't beat yourself up. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. So such a beautiful message, and I think um, something a lot of us on this journey, you know, need to remind ourselves of. Mm. Because um, yeah, 
I know for me, we like with the diet and all that, like we were speaking about before, I can think I'm self-sabotaging or if I'm resting, like I'm not doing it enough. And yeah, it's all working out. <laughs> it is. It is. And it's, it's nothing like we thought it would look like. Yeah. It looks nothing like our old life, our old 3D way of living. Mm. And we're actually doing ourselves more of a service when we play and have fun because that assists in raising our vibration. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's like that whole, like a really basic principle of choosing that higher timeline at each time, making that higher choice but also not having rules about what that is. And there are times like we were driving home last night and we're like, oh, should we do that homemade pizza or should we just get this really good local pizza place next to us? And we're like, no, nah, let's do homemade. But then I realized by the time we make the polenta base and all the ingredients, it's just like, you know what? It actually feels higher to just get some good takeaway. And once we kind of made that decision, then we got it. Actually, let's just buy a pita bread base and we'll do our own. And it's like, so letting go of what that higher and knowing that at times we kind of don't make the higher choice and we just get whatever and that that's, that's okay. okay too. Sometimes, yeah, that's, that's okay too. So having that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Lightness about it all. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Perfect. Brilliant. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kim, or to, tonight for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, thank you for having me, inviting me. No, it's, it's been an honour and a pleasure. And for people watching and listening, we'll put your contacts in the show notes below. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and you might have private sessions also, don't you? So we'll put those details in there and people can get in contact with you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Great. It's all on my website. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks, Kim. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Thanks Thank you for having me. Bye. You. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey there, we trust you've got value from this episode and we want to gift you something. If you want even more value and a vibe with what we're putting out, we've got an epic free training called the Infinity Flow Model. This model is channeled directly through us and it is the core principle foundations of what we live on a daily basis that allows us to live our heart space desires and love from our soul. We put a link to that in the show notes as well as a link to our online community of Awakening Souls which really offers the space and the support to step into your truth, your power and your heart and all members receive access to two of our online courses. So check it out and in the meantime, keep, keep living, living and, and loving, loving from, from the soul. soul.